Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Live Mike. Live Mike. Check one, two. With Lee Lonsberry. From Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome to this irregular episode of Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. It's episode number 188 today. And what we have learned thus far today here in the state of Utah is unfortunate. It's heartbreaking, but it is not the end of the world. We're going to walk through a lot of numbers today. We're going to speak to a number of experts. We're going to talk to stakeholders. We're going to talk to government officials. Uh, but before we get into any of that, before we get into one single stat, one single piece of, uh, of information, any of the data, I just want you to know that we remain in control of this thing. Of course, I'm talking about the spread of the coronavirus. You and I still have each day choices to make that can have a significant impact uh, on the spread of this virus. Uh, we learned today what that we've set a new high watermark in the turn in terms of uh, positive cases over the past 24 hours. Uh, the number has increased uh, by 911. 911 new positive cases for the coronavirus here in the state of Utah. It has been talked about uh, by the governor, by state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn. Earlier today, we heard from uh, Dr. Eddie Stenium with uh, Intermountain. Intermountain Healthcare. He's an infectious disease physician. Uh, he, he shared some information. Uh, that was all before we knew these new numbers. And uh, we'll welcome back to the program just after two o'clock, Dr. Stenium. Also, we'll be speaking with uh, Greg Bell, former lieutenant governor for the state of Utah. He right now, uh, his, his function is serving as president of the Utah Hospital Association. 911 is the positive case count today. But hospitalizations, they remain relatively low. 120. 120 Utahns are currently hospitalized uh, due to complications stemming from the coronavirus. And how about deaths? The the, the three big numbers that we look at each day, uh, new cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. There have been no new deaths over the past 24 hours. Now, what does this mean? Well, it could mean a number of things. Earlier today, uh, Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, in the lead up to the announcement by uh, Dr. Dunn of this 911 number, uh, he tweeted the following. Today is going to be another terrible day for case number across our state. Hospitalizations and death will inevitably follow. I don't know that I have ever read a more gloomy or foreboding uh, tweet from an elected official. Uh, that hospitalizations and death will inevitably follow. And I also don't know if that's necessarily true. There was a prediction earlier today uh, by Dr. Stenium, and we'll talk to him at greater length about that, but that due to uh, the, the makeup of this new 911, uh, Dr. Dunn told us that it is uh, primarily uh, thanks to uh, younger people uh, in the age group between 15 and 24. Uh, Utah County uh, it makes up about 40% of uh, these 
these new cases, and uh, that is a percentage that far outweighs uh, its uh, its its representation across the state. Uh, Utah is about twenty percent Utah County, and yet forty percent uh, of these new cases. Uh, it's interesting too to look even closer at some of the Utah County numbers, where uh, some parts are seeing numbers uh, that are fourteen hundred cases per one hundred thousand people. Now, those are difficult numbers to, to wrap your head around, uh, but what we can know is that that, that, that 1,400 cases per 100,000 people, that is six times higher than the state's infection rate. Now, where is this all stemming from? Well, we've heard reports of, of the parties that are happening in Utah County and elsewhere. I, we shouldn't place all the blame on Utah County, but 40% of it we sure can I don't mean to make light of any of this. We've got a problem on our hands and we need to fix it. Uh, but uh, here there are uh, some reasons for optimism. We still uh, are able to uh, control what we have here before us. Uh, and that is by doing exactly what uh, Dr. Dunn and others have advised us. Uh, and it's really just to stick to the basics, stick to the general guidance, the very specific COVID-19 guidance that we have been given uh, from the very beginning. Masks, as you well know. And speaking of masks, some of you may hear this number, 911 new cases and say, your move, Governor, what's next? Well, he let it know, be known that this morning he uh, had a meeting with Unified Command uh, that group made up by legislative uh, leaders and other stakeholders. And in that meeting, he let it be known that uh, it is, in fact, still on the table that a statewide mandate be put in place. Not only that, but we may see the rolling back of uh, color coding, right? We uh, have been celebrating our new favorite color. Uh, <laughs> and we, if we do not see uh, either improvement uh, or stabilization or something. The governor has made it known that we may need to roll things back. What could that mean? Well, you remember how things were before? Remember earlier in the year uh, when you and I were spending uh, countless hours inside? Uh, businesses were closed. Remember we gave uh, distance learning a shot? We could return to that. We could return to that. And I know, I, I, I know that it is the natural instinct of many to to doubt the veracity of uh, either you know the the strength of this virus uh, or the effectiveness of some of the guidelines that have been laid out. But regardless of of what you feel on that front, these safeguards that could be put in place by government leaders uh, will come no matter what, unless these numbers see improvement. And so, you know, maybe it's for nothing, right? Maybe you don't feel that the mask is going to do any good at all. And that it is merely big government with its, uh, with its boot on your neck. But would you do it anyway? I'm no scientist. I don't understand the science. But I hear the pleas of those in charge. Those who are empowered uh, to decide whether or not kids continue going to school. Those who are empowered to decide whether or not businesses stay open. Those who are empowered to either mandate this mask wearing mandate or uh, let it stand at present and leave that up to more local jurisdictions. 
We're going to dive into this and much more today on the program. We're going to take a break right now. And when we return, uh, we're going to jump right into uh, the, the specific ramifications and reactions uh, to these new numbers. 911. It's a new high watermark. We haven't seen numbers even close to this since early July. How do we respond as a state? We'll find out. Next up, first guest, Greg Bell, president of the Utah Hospital Association, to let us know how they're dealing with this new information. That's ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Day in and day out. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.